Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jonathan Giles, as always. On tonight's show, the 12th of February, we'll be reviewing our 6 0 trashing after Amy Moyes' West Ham side at the London Stadium yesterday. At the end of the show, we will look ahead to Saturday's Premier League fixture versus Vincent Company's Borny side at Torvmore, live on Premier Sports 1. Uh, so sit back and enjoy the show. Um, I'd like to apologise for Ozzy there uh, interrupting my fine intro there. Um, on this week's show, you're a very evil woman, Ivy. Eamon Donnelly, how are you? Ah, evening, lads. Evening, Jonathan. I was watching <laughs> Coronation Street there, and uh, Ivy told Don to put a sock in it. And uh, Don said, Ivy, love, we've had some great years together. But you are an evil woman, Ivy. So bad <laughs> that they've named a plant and a song after you. Poison flame and Ivy. All right, we're all good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Ivy, if you're listening, you're more than welcome. We love our Ivy here. Um, I'm also joined by our UK gooner, uh, Ozzy, Carl Ozzy Osborne. How are you, Pat? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. You? All good? Not too bad. Um, good, I'm loving the hairline. It's getting better by the week. <laughs> I'm among us good company, all right? <laughs> You're starting to look clean, Rooney, every week. Uh, <laughs> it must be the gut. <laughs> um, I'm also joined by uh, the finest baker around, John Media. How are you, John? Nice to be here, Johnny. Nice to be here. Every little helps. Um, thanks for coming on, lads, as always. Um, we start, as always, with our match review from yesterday. Um, a 6 0 thumping of West Ham. Hammers got hammered. Uh, just like to get that. <laughs> Two goals by Bukaya Saka, William Saliba, Gabriel, Trossard, and Declan Rice got the goals. Um, a few notes uh, for myself. Uh, Bukaya Saka, the youngest player to score. 50 goals for Arsenal since Frank Stapleton in the 1970s. There was also Bukaya Saka's 9-10 Premier League goals of the season. Leandro Trossard's goal was Arsenal's 8,000 league goal. Uh, the 7,000 was scored by Andrea Sharvin and the 6,000 was scored by Mers. A bit of a history lesson there for everyone. <laughs> it was West Ham's worst home defeat since 1963 and it was our biggest away win since 1993 when we standardly edged 7-0. Long may you continue, I think we'd all agree. Um, onto the match, more importantly, uh, Declan Rice's corner from the left was probably had a home from William Saliba for the opening goal for ourselves. Early on, so really no chance, but before that, which led to the corner, Leandro Tossard shot probably deserved to go in. It was well saved by Early Ola, and that really kick started it today for us. Um, quite faultless display, I think we'd all agree, um, from start to finish. Um, the second goal, Trossard's beautiful ball over the top. Um, completely deceived Agard, the West Ham defender, and Saka just ran right through. And really, Ariola, all he could do was to take him down, really. It's a stonewall penalty. And you could see after missing last year at the London Stadium, Saka, he wanted to score that. And you could see the conviction he put in it. And 
2-0 and West Ham's heads really dropped. Um, it was probably the poorest I've seen West Ham after beating us twice this season, to be honest. Um, and that's really when the fans started to <laughs> get their train ticket ready for Stratford Station. Um, the tour goal, Royce's inswing and free kick from the left, and there was Gabriel to barely home the, head, the header. Um, our set pieces this season has just been brilliant. You know, it's, it's a new tool in the armory for us. Um, and Declan Rice from corners and free kicks, his deliveries has just been superb. You know, um, I thought he had a really good game now. Um, and we were saying on last week's show, he was done a go there and wanted a good performance after the two defeats that we suffered against West Ham. And I think he really, you know, he stood up yesterday and I thought the midfield yesterday was brilliant again. Uh, the four- Crosshairs, nice assist from Martin Odegaard, who had a great game, and the way he finished it in Ariola's top line corner it was just class. Um, he just never seems to deceive, you know. Um, a great January signing from last year, and four nil, and it was freely came over at half time. Uh, Saka got the fifth when he burst through the defence and smashed it home, loan to Ariola's left hand post. Um, it was quite clever the way Ben Wright was on the wing and he dragged out Emerson leading up to that goal, you know. And I thought Saka was bringing Esri as well. And then obviously the sixth, Declan Rice smashing a cracking strike from outside the box into Ariola's right hand uh, post. Stood no chance in fairness, Ariola. And that was around the 64th, 5th minute mark. And I thought we might probably deserve maybe to go on, maybe two or three more goals, you know, just to get above City on the goal difference. But, um, I thought Eaton and Wherdy, when he came on for his cameo role in the as a substitute, I thought he done quite well. Um, he he hit one over, but I thought his movement and his touches, you know, really good talent there. You know, I, I think we've unearthed a bit of a steal there. We saw him a small bit last season, but after yesterday, when you're in those type of leads, we probably might see him more. You know, um, I think on and on it was. Display um, 16 goals now since the recess in January. Um, four wins now, and as Arteta says, we're right back in it now. And hopefully, with 13 games to go, it's going to be a very exciting end for us. Um, since John's come back, his first uh, shown in quite a while. Um, John, what did you make of the game yesterday? Um, totally didn't expect that. I don't think anyone did. Um, yeah. If I'm honest. In the build-up to this game, I was expecting a game very similar to the game with the Emirates. We'd have all the pressure, they'd sit back, defend the 18 and go in and attempt to catch us on the break. And in the build-up to what I was talking to friends, and I said, that I thought it was very important we scored first, because the last yeah. thing we wanted to do was give them something to defend. However, the West Ham we're looking at today is nothing like the West Ham we saw just after Christmas. I should have paid more attention to their 4 nil defeat away to Old Trafford uh, last week. Because they were abysmal. They were really abysmal. Well, we started off exactly how we expected it. Arsenal on the front foot. Arsenal with all the pressure. The difference between this game and the game with the Emirates is I think we were moving it quicker. And the chances we were creating before we actually scored were better. We, we should have been two or three up before we actually went up. The quality of the chances. Keeper pulled up a couple of great saves. And as you said in your build-up, I think once we scored, they two in the tell. They, I, I was shocked at how poor West Ham were. Now you can only play what's in front of you. Um, it was great, absolutely wonderful. After being there last season, 
at the game, myself and Eamon were at the match last season, uh, 2-0 up after 20 minutes, and to come away with a 2 all draw, was the, the coin of phrase was so frustrating. <laughs> but, um, go back there this season, go back there this season and put in the performance like that, to put in a result like that, and, and I have to be honest, 6-0 flat with West Ham, it could have been anything. Um, 6-0 up a half an hour to go, we started making the changes, you know, bringing on a kid like Wayne Yerdy, who, I had, you know, and a Premier League ground, he didn't get a place. But such no, a young player, yeah, he definitely he didn't get a place. I know you can go. I had to. You had to take it where West Ham was at the time. But fair play, he did. He didn't hide. He wanted to get on the ball. And he tried to make things happen. An outstanding away team performance. I, I really, really shocked and shocked by how bad West Ham was. Really was shocked. But going to be what's important here. And I had to be honest. I was grateful for that because I worried when I seen their bench. Because I thought the bench looked incredibly light. But in fairness, we didn't need anything because they were that bloody bad. So, great <laughs> performance. Fair play to everybody. I thought Odegaard, outstanding. Trossard, outstanding. Everybody put a shift in. Harvard, I thought, played fantastic. Lucky not to get a couple of goals himself. Um, it, it's it's hard to find fault with that performance. It really is. How can you 6 0 away win? How, how can you find fault with Give me more of them. It was great. Yeah. And- with Jorginho as well, he, he Arteta wanted to play, but I don't know whether he had a, a slight knock or something. You know, but it, it's a great luxury to have when you've no Jesus, no Jorginho, you know, and you know that 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 eleven players, you know, you couldn't find fault with any of them. I thought Kivior was quite good. Were you happy with it? enough for him yesterday, John? Oh, yeah, look at this. Everybody put in a shift. Everyone turned up. Everyone did what they had to do. Yeah. Um, we strangled the life out of West Ham. Absolutely strangled the life out of them. They never got out on half of the first half. Yeah. Um, and 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 the bonus was we could make those substitutions for half an hour to go. Royce coming off, Saka coming off. We were able to do that and didn't change much. But it was great to be able to do that. And um, as I said, how can, how can you fall to 6 0 again? And a week for those players to recover before we play again. Great. Yeah, another probably tough game, a tour for Morgan's company's uh, side. But yeah, but the form we're in since the reset, this team shouldn't really fear anyone. They should fear us, you know. Um, Eamon, um, very evil woman, Ivy, would have been very proud of that one, I'm sure. Um, what did you make of yesterday's game? Uh, okay, explain, John said, faults. I have a good few points made. I'll, I'll try and get through them as quickly as possible. First of all, I was worried at the start, the first five minutes, when I saw how many touches the centre-backs were taking. And I said, oh, here we go again. You know, West Ham with the low block and all of that type of stuff. And then after five minutes, I realised it was a bit different. Because the movement in the final third of the pitch was much more dynamic. So they were happy enough to take the touches while West Ham were sitting low. But they had a clear game plan that they were going to mix it up. And something that Ozzy called for weeks ago, after the West Ham Fulham game, mix it up, interchangeability up top. Like Martinelli popping out on the right-hand side, Haversmith, and I said, no, this is different. The centre-backs are taking their time moving the ball, but when it gets to the final third, that ball was getting fizzed around. That was different. And West Ham came with the same game plan to yesterday's game as they did at our place. And if everybody listened to me, everything would be okay. <laughs> Ozzy and I and John all agreed 
that that was a game we should have won at the Emirates. And normally you would, even though, despite the meltdown, um, because we were better than them that night, we had more chances and all of that type of stuff. They came with the same idea, but we have a young, upcoming manager who learned from that. And the big difference was our movement in the final third was on a different scale than it was back in December. And I would dare to suggest that maybe when they were away in Dubai, they probably did a bit of work on that, right? I mean, you want, you want somebody to name No, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only Ben White. <laughs> so the, the, the next thing I'll say is um, Paul Merson, who doesn't get the credit for how astute he is as a football analyst, by the way. I mean, because, oh, he's going to knit the beans on toast and all that, like, you know. He's actually a very, very astute football analyst, right? He is, yeah. He, he is. His, yeah. his analysis of the game yesterday was Arsenal forced West Ham to surrender. Surrender. That they just were relentless and they just forced West Ham to surrender. And West Ham, their players in the first half, after the second goal, never mind the third and fourth goal, they looked like, you, you know the way... When it's, when a snooker player, everything is going wrong, you know, and then you have the commentary going like John Virgo, you know, oh, he's had a rather unfortunate kiss on the brown, you know. So <laughs> West Ham had a bit of an unfortunate kiss on the brown yesterday, and their players looked forlorn. And yeah, I, I, I texted <laughs> John. <laughs> John gave a great response. I texted on the the podcast meltdown trade yesterday. I reminded everybody of February 2011 when we were 4-0 up at Newcastle. And uh, uh, John, it was, it was very, very witty, I have to say. He just put back, stop it, it's too soon. <laughs> 13 years later. <laughs> but uh, that was never going to happen yesterday. Okay, the other thing I'd say, like I, I, I've talked about the, uh, the, the, the interchangeability, but if you look, my criticism of the Arsenal against the low block was, that by the time we got the ball out to Martinelli or Saka, they were double-teamed and therefore were too slow. Yesterday, did you notice, if you watch it again, every time Saka and Martinelli got the ball, they weren't double-teamed. There was only one and a half people on them. So there was somebody on them and somebody trying to get on them. That means we were doing it more effectively and quicker. Um, hats off to the um, the set-piece coach. He's a, he, I'd say... He, he's an annoying little dope, you know, for everybody else, but he's ours. So I keep saying, stick with him. Give him a new contract because he annoys every other team. All the supporters of every other team that I've seen say, who is that little dickhead? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if you look at the set pieces yesterday, right, and it's no fluke. Before Christmas, we were conceding from set pieces. Yesterday, we weren't. Or back scoring like that. That's eleven goals from corners then, yeah. right? Now, if you look at it, you've probably looked at the first three or four corners, and uh, there's nothing really happening there. But the goal that Saliba got, everything changed because for the first three or four corners, everybody had stayed at the back post, dashed across the goal. They didn't do that for Saliba's goal. They stayed put, and West Ham were expecting a dash. West Ham switched off. Saliba gets a free header. That's walk on the training field. Um, 
the Gabriel goal. Sure, everybody's offside. And then all of a sudden, there's a quick movement. Somebody has to step back. If you're a defender, defending that, you've no choice but to take a step back. They had that time perfectly. Now, it depends on the delivery, and Declan's delivery was unbelievable. But that, now, hats off to the set-piece coach um, for, for all that stuff. I thought um, Kai Havertz is getting better and better. He's winning the ball back, and he's playing quick passes, you know, and sensible passes. Uh, and he actually looks like an Arsenal player. Uh, Kivior is a real option. Um, he has a bit of the dog in him, that fella. He's, you know, he's, he, there's a toughness in him. You'll never get him to do what Sinchenko does. But guess what? My favourite player on this team, on the other side, did it. Ben White, Ben White start coming inside. Now, Ben White, by the way, is a hell of a footballer. But to me, he is the personality of this team insofar as his attitude, right? And he's never the one over-celebrating, you know. He just gets on with it. As I say, get on with it. He, he just does that. But yesterday, he did that and more. He came into the middle of the field and actually did what Zinchenko does from the other side. Um, as for Bakayo Saka, I told everybody on this show um, two years ago, we have a worldie on our hands. We have a few worldies on our hands, but he's definitely one of them. Um, and for him, did you see when he was interviewed after the game, they said, well, you're the, you're the youngest player in 45 years since our own fella uh, to hit 50 goals. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that. Yeah, that's a good achievement. Though. You know, he probably did know it, but he, he's very grounded. Now, I asked Frank Stapleton what he made of that, and he said, uh, I'm very happy for the man. And um, when I did it, I was wearing the moon boot. I believe that the moon is related to the tides. Anyway, um, so Frank Stapleton, <laughs> by the way, was a phenomenal player. And, you know, to have a guy like... Frank Stapleton was 21 when he got 50 goals for the Arsenal. When we'd nobody else up front, because John Radford had just finished, you know. But for Bokayo Saka to do that from the wing. Yeah, it's incredible, yeah. It's nothing short of incredible. Um, and he was a menace yesterday, Saka. I mean, he was just he was just on fire. I have to say, West Ham and ourselves have something in common. Um, Seven Sisters FC, we can't stand the sight of them. Uh, it gave me no pleasure to see Orange fans leaving uh, the way they did. Um, and I'm sure most of the people who went to Upton Park were the ones who stayed in the ground. Yeah. You know, I would imagine. Um, so look, the, on the uh, Ethan Wanyeri thing, you say, how could you find fault with a performance, John? Ah, oh, well, I found somebody who did. Johnny Gugu, a.k.a. AKA Sparky John. Why isn't he, he getting? Why isn't he getting the young fellas on? A six 0 up, right? I just sat, texted him back and said, "Could you not just chill out and enjoy the rest of the game?" You know, um, the reason for that is we're professionals and we do things professionally. And another goal or two at the end of the season could make a difference, as you said yourself, Jonathan. You know, we thought we might have overtaken Man City, so you don't bring on. But in in terms of one yearly, what I loved about him, um. He has all the skills, that guy, right? But his physique. So if you compare big lad, him... Man. Big lad. 
If you compare him to young Patino, who everybody said about Charlie, that he was in kind of Fabregas style, but Charlie's too light. He's too light for that level. Ranieri has... Uh, I, I don't want to kind of go all Bellingham, but he has that kind of physique awareness, Jack Wilshire ability to kind of know just when to release the ball, except for Jack maybe left a split second too late <laughs> on occasions. But, um, you know, he, he he looks as if he's going to be a player. Um, and, you know, that's that's not I'm not down on Charlie Patino. He's a lovely, lovely player, but he's the physique of Fergal Charity, you know, and that wasn't great. Um, and then the last comment, the last comment I'll make um, is um, once again, David Raya looked like a real goalkeeper. And I'm sorry for all you Ramsdale fans, and I'm one of them, but Raya is a much, much better option in goal. His hands are safe. He's found himself into the team. He's celebrating with the fans. He's connected with people. And he looks like the real deal. He looks like he feels like he belongs now, doesn't he? He looks like that, that, exactly, yeah, exactly. This is my job exactly. now. I belong here. Exactly. He's not looking yeah. over his shoulder anymore. He's not feeling out of place. He feels like, yeah. and he's shown it. Yeah, I agree with you. He, he does look like, yeah, comfortable with it's, the position now. What I like uh, before before Ozzy comes in, Jonathan, uh, I think that throwout against Crystal Palace was a seminal moment in his Arsenal career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came, he came out for a few crosses yesterday and you can see his confidence but collecting them, you know. And it's a quick release as well, you know, to get the team going again up the park, which is, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough for Ramsdale to break back in again, sadly, yeah. Um, just before I come on to yourself, Ozzy, um, Eamon, what did you make of Declan Rice's performance back at um, the London uh, Stadium? Declan, I was listening to... Um... I was listening to the actual John Giles um, the other night and he's saying, uh, he's not a midfield general. He's good at what he does, but he's not a midfield general. Well, I, I understand what he's been. And, and your man asked him, well, what do you make of it? What do you think of a midfield general? And he started talking about when he went to see Johnny Haynes in the 1960s and he was taking the ball off the fullback and the fullback. Declan's doing that. I think he still could be better on the half turn, but the rest of his game is sensational. You know, and yesterday, like, the speed at which he broke up play and transitioned it, he was phenomenal yesterday. You know, he was. You know? If we go back to the, sorry, I'm the cross it, but to go back to the game against West Ham at their place, he looked like he, he was almost uncomfortable playing against West Ham that night. Was. You know, conscious of where, he, you know, who he was up against, was. the fans he was playing against. Yes, he didn't. And yesterday, he didn't. Yes, he just, he just done his job yesterday. And yeah, and, but but the team that the team that night, John, looked to me like a team who had a season long effort in mind and had kind of run out of gas, yeah. you know. And Jonathan keeps calling it the reset. Definitely, Arsenal have tried to time their run to be in the shake up when it matters, you know. And. Johnny's disappeared. Johnny's Johnny, Johnny you're in this, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you, that's it. Yeah, we got you, mate. You got you back. You got your. What did back. you make of the performance yesterday, Ozzy? So so yeah, I think I think we've touched on quite a few points, haven't we? Um but 
I'll go back to talk about Saka, if that's all right. Because um, I know John was there last yeah. season. But when he stood up for that penalty, one up, and he had that penalty, it was a flashback there for me. And I, 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 was, I was so nervous when he picked that ball up. And, and to be honest, I, I've said this about that lad before, but I don't know how he runs with balls that big, Saka, because to step up and take that penalty, he must have been so nervous the flashbacks of missing that penalty this time last season or you, you know at, at the London Stadium that at two that made it 2 0 written a game off it and I think you know if it had he have missed that the game could have changed it could have changed it was at one nil um it, it was crucial and I don't think you know we we sort of admire how what, how much that must have took for him to take that yeah um so so yeah I thought I thought Saka was um off off from one hopes the same as you Eamon I called him a menace. I think he was absolutely um a menace. I'll tell you what, he must have legs made of vibranium because the amount of tackles he was taking yesterday. So that, that one from uh Alvarez, I think it was, wasn't it? It was yeah some sort of GBH. Um, you know, it was a it was absolutely disgraceful. But it was constant. He was constantly getting kicked and he kept getting back up and getting on with it. Ozzy, just just one little thing on that. He's one of the few players that knows when to jump. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that was a leg break. That could have been a leg breaker. That tackle Alvarez made. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so sort of, um, you know, before the game, the, the announcement of the team, I saw, you know, the social media, it weren't, weren't on our thread, but I saw a, a meltdown with the team. How are we going to get a result? We dropped Jorginho. Well, she didn't drop him. We know he had a knock. Um, and 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 playing Kiwa at the back, uh, the back as well. And like I say, Kiwa had a shaky start, but he dusted himself off and just carried on, didn't he? And I thought he was pretty solid um, through through that. Um, I was going to say about the the front three, but Eamon's covered that perfectly. Really, that 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 movement between Trossard, Martinelli, and Saka was just it was relentless, and the centre backs just didn't know what to do. Um, but yeah, it was um, for for me. We, we talked about the set pieces already as well, but that was one thing I was critical. I hold my hands up. I was critical earlier on in the season. I think um, sitting where I did, we was always quite vocal because we'd be on the Arsenal bench. But the set pieces weren't as effective. And I think since um, I, I know we've, we, I think we've scored most in the league from set pieces. You have, yeah. But now um, mm-hmm. I think 16 in total, including corners and free kicks and that. But but Declan Rice on. Since the Dubai trip, he's, he's come in and like you say, his, his delivery has been absolutely brilliant. And I don't know, you mentioned that Gabriel um, goal, uh, Eamon. I didn't know if you noticed, but did if you notice, he whispers in De- De- Declan's ear before he does yeah. it as well. Mm. So, it was, footage, yeah. so it was completely planned, um, and, and that just makes it even more sweeter. But um, but yeah, the two the two centre back goals, Saliba and Gabriel, are just like good old Tony Adams. It just reminded me of his proper centre back. Finishes there, weren't it? And um, but yeah, and sort of really good to talk about the, the other points I had was um, Trossard and just what a little magician yeah. um, he is now. I'll be challenged on this, but I think as a starter in the started 11, we've not always seen the best of him. I think we've seen the best of him when he's come on, he's come on a sub. Um, but he really looked at home yesterday playing that sort of sort of false nine position yeah. and um. And, and like I say, he was his movement was causing Martinelli and Saka to fill those little spaces in, and it was just the centre half didn't know what to do with him. Um, you know, well, Zoom looked completely lost with him, to be honest. Um, and they just, they just couldn't keep up with him. And 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 in those little spaces when Saka and Martinelli died, and Havertz was 
a lot more advanced than what we'd normally see, I think, yesterday as well. And I think that made a big difference as well. Um, but it, we were just relentless in attack. And like John said, you can't really say any more than that. It's a 6-0 against the European champions. Don't forget, the European champions at West Ham, um, as they quite like to remind us, uh, champions of Europe, you know who we are. Um, and, and don't forget, we've also beat all three European champions this season, Man City, Seville and... Uh, and West Ham now, so we've uh, taken out all European champions um, this season. So that's progress as well, right? Um, and and yeah, my final point is um, yeah is is about Odegaard as well, and and the the amount of running that he's done in the <laughs> I think he covered about he must have covered about twenty six miles yesterday in 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 his running. He just didn't stop, and that that press he just doesn't stop, does he, Odegaard? And, and um, he's just been fantastic the last couple of games. That Liverpool game, he didn't stop. He didn't stop in this one. He's, he's going to need a break at some point. Um, and that's what I hope you will see Smith Rowe come back as well. Because I think Smith Rowe took a, a little knock, but he's not going to be out long. And don't forget, we've got Tommy Asu coming back. I know he took a knock from the So that's going to that's going to strengthen things up. So the bench, it looked, yeah, it did look weak. Um, and we didn't have to rely on it. And I'm, I'm hoping it's a similar sort of story in Burnley. We don't know, but... We may see a couple come back for that. You talked about Ethan Nwera as well. Um, I, I know I've said a, f- a few times on this pod about when I watched him against Northampton um, in the FA Trophy last season, playing for Arsenal under-18s or under-21s in the FA Trophy. And he came on against a League 1 side, well, a League 2 side that got promoted that season, and he played against the first team, 11. He came on the sub and scored two goals within 15 minutes. He made them look ordinary. Um, this lad's going to be special, and I think he's going to be He's, he's, I'm not getting carried away, but he's going to, you know, we need to give him a game time. And, and what you hear on the socials and, and that, but the, the the players were telling or whispering to get him on to Arteta. Um, and if he's got the backing of the team like that, that, that says a lot about him, doesn't it? So, um, so credit to him. So, um, so yeah, um, that's all I've really got to say about that. I was going to say about Raya, but you've already covered that. Um, and, and yeah, and just a credit to all the West Ham's, Fans that stay to the end and watch that really. It shows great dedication to wait till the final whistle so you can boo your team off and applaud our Declan Rice. So, uh, so yeah, no, well, well done to the West Ham fans <laughs> that stayed because that, that was tough viewing. I was tough viewing for him. So the ones that stuck it out, fair play. And he and they did give a some fans did give an ovation to Rice. Credit where credit's yeah. due there. Um, so, so yeah, so um. But yeah, I won't forget all the ones that when they beat us at the Emirates, I had to drive for two hours listening to him telling telling talk sport that was in a title race. So um, that's gone a bit peaked on for him, isn't it? But uh, but yeah, no, he's got a great all round performance. Can't can't say any more than that. It was fantastic to watch. Great day to be a Guna. And uh, yeah, come on, the Arsenal. I think the best of the match in terms of what um was when the stadium announcer took his life in his own hand saying at the end of the match, thanks for your support and have a safe trip home. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but it was, I, mean, I have to say now, I was it, there. Very, the, I was there. In it the was bri- very tough. To- I was, sorry, John, I was there in the bridge when we, we got done 6-0. Um, and I had an awful scaldy hangover as well because it was a Saturday morning game. <laughs> I went over on the Friday and I'd been king's headed. Um, it would be like you waiting to have one of them. I don't know. Uh, you know, when you go away, you go away. But uh, you know, it's a, it's it's it, it is a hard swallow it's to him six nil down. But yeah. you know, the ones the ones that stayed there. I didn't there, see many going away though. What's that? When the, I didn't see 
many West Ham fans going home when they were beating us in the League Cup or the game at the Emirates, you know. I don't look, I've been, I, I have a soft spot for the Orange, so let's not yeah. let's not rub it in there. They'll do it. I do agree with Eamon. They, they, they do was step behind the person. But from they do was lots of favourites yeah. against Seven Sisters FC. They do. They do. Yeah. Well, you no. Know? Yeah. Um, so let's just kind of um, let's understand. I think that there the, would be there's a connection there. That result yesterday would be a harsh lesson, but it would be quickly learned. You know, I do. You know, David Moyes will drill into them after that. You know, but I don't think right, they're missing. I think David Moyes is dead man walking there. You know, um, yeah. he's, um, he, he's a very conservative um, manager. Um, my brother-in-law is a season ticket holder, um, and he constantly says he's a bit of a one-trick pony. Da da da. Yeah, and he's doing great. And all. they don't want him there. The fans don't want him there. They want something a bit different. Um, and that might be a bit harsh and noisy, yeah. but he is conservative, you know. And yesterday he came with the very same game plan that worked in December, and he didn't have the agility to change it when quite obviously, like even at nil all, it was going wrong because it was different. It was different. We were moving them all over the place. We were, we were up for this, yeah. And that backs that point that you said earlier, Ayman, about Mikel Arteta learning, because Moise did do a job on him in the other two games. Correct, and, and we've learned from it, and and that's yeah. what we've got to look at as Arsenal fans. If we ever doubt Arteta, he's learning. He's still learning on his job, isn't he? And um, and then I thought yesterday Correct. was such. You learned hardly, has he? Yeah, you you you've got to learn the hard uh, way, haven't he, you? He, he did hold stands up. He did get a he did get a starting lineup wrong. He did admit that in the League Cup game, the six of the players that served yesterday were in that. You know. So. It's nice to win cup competitions, but. The top clubs, you know, um, has got rid of, you know, because have probably got stale there. But you know, you can never, you know, it will happen one day. You know, fans have. Uh, it is very disappointing to see fans going out. Like you have to stick with your team through ticking ten. Well, I'd, I'd rather have and a young manager who's learning. I'd rather have a young manager who's learning than somebody who's probably past his best. With nothing to learn, because I think that's the that's the natural trajectory of where we are at the moment. Yeah, you know? just a sign that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Johnny, you still he's a young manager, and he's yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's not a West Ham pod. While well, Johnny's sorting his audio out, I know it's not a West Ham pod. But who do you think will replace him if he does go? <laughs> um. I, I have to be honest, I was just thinking about that as you as you were talking there about Moyes leaving. Um the start of the season, um, I really wished evil on Bournemouth after the way they treated Gary O'Neill and the late that Gary O'Neill's yeah, getting yeah. some good credit now with Wolves. I think he's doing a great job. But the guy who's taken over at Bournemouth's done a fantastic job and I don't think he's gonna be there long. So Yeah. Next time I look at yeah. yeah, I think he'd give a hell of a lot of worse. If, if I was on the board at West Ham, I'd be looking at Graham Potter and thinking that's a better fit for him than Chelsea was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? oh, I thought, good show. Yeah. That's a good show. Yeah. This, this right, it'd be Big Sam. Well, Jose, Jose Mourinho could be Jose Mourinho. Uh, no, 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 no. The Irons would not have. No, 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 no. They just wouldn't. Any more than we would, yeah. They're, 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 they're much more a decent stock of Oxo Cubes down there than, you know. Than those two horrible little London clubs, National Front FC and Seven Sisters FC, you know. 
Anyway, Jonathan's gone, so um, will I do? Will I? Will I do him? Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, Karen, who was your man of the match? <laughs> man of the match. Well, I can't. I can't. I, can't, I couldn't actually choose. Like to be honest, well, I'm gonna have to go Saka. Saka. I had Odegaard, Rice, possibly Trossard. I listed there, but I'm gonna go Saka because he was just absolute menace, wasn't he? Saka was an absolute menace. Look, he, and do you know why? <laughs> It, it was it was one of those days where, especially when he flipped that one, uh, which I thought he should have taken. His right peg, by the way, uh, yeah, off his left. He he never really had the angle to do that off the outside of his foot. But you just kind of went, is it going to be one of them? Um, yeah, a really good win, and that leaves us um, two points behind, behind Liverpool now, and we got the goal difference down, which is most important. Um, was a plus forty-one now, and Liverpool are plus forty-two. So, um, it's game on again, lads, isn't it? For yeah, the you make, did, you, did, did, did you see Jurgen Klopp's reaction to us getting the goal difference down? Uh, no, did you? No, it was it was like this. <laughs> He did the job. <laughs> um, yeah, it's down to be, what is it, four games to go now. It's down to be a nice, inf- um, as always, for us. Uh, take it game by game now. And as Paul Merson says, if you're sitting in with 10 games to go, you can start dreaming. But he said that last season, and then I fell apart, and that was a Leeds game. <laughs> no, we're different gravy this um, year, though. I think we've learned from last season, and yesterday was the start from the two-all draw last April, as John said at the start, you know, we went out there and we wanted to kill that game early, stifled them and we've done that. Um, we move on to the preview for this weekend's game against Burnley away, uh, three o'clock, um, Vincent Company side are bottom with 13 points, um, it looks like they're all but gone now, but um, he stuck to his style of playing in fairness to him. He hasn't changed, you know, and there's, you know, if if they do go down, hopefully they'll, they'll keep him as a manager because they, they seem to like him there. Um, Eamon, we won there, we won at the Emirates back in November 3-1. Would you see something similar happening on Saturday? Well, they, these are games you have to win and you'd expect to win, but you have to be on it. And we were on it yesterday and we have to stay on it for every game. John always says, John always says, you have to, you know, you have to earn the right to be there to get your superiority. But I disagree with you. He has actually changed the way they're playing. They were totally naive at the start of the season. They've been a bit more solid now, uh, Burnley, and they've a bit more, like I watched the game at um, Anelfield there um, uh, the other day, and they actually hurt Liverpool before Liverpool scored. They were, they, you know, they got the... They what got did they make a the I thought he's what? done well, hasn't he? What's that? Daryl O'Shea at the back, he's done well there. They're doing different things going forward. They were a bit kind of, um, we want to play good football at the start of the season and they were getting torn apart at the back. They've, they've tightened up a small bit, but look, at the end of the day, if you look at their goals for and against Collium and the fact that they've won three and drawn four, you have to go and expect to win there. Um, we still have nightmares from Sean Deutsch 
and they're not a Sean Dodge team. We need to go there and win, impose ourselves on the game and win the game three one because they're always good for goal, Burnley. They can score, you know. Yeah, that new lad they got, I think, from Chelsea for Fana. He missed a big chance at Anfield when it was two one. You know, if that had gone in, it could have been a bit different, yeah. But um, yeah, the cast Liverpool had a few problems. All right, you keep Ashley and Ashley, yeah. Um, but definitely not as stubborn as Sean Dyche's Burnley teams in the past, yeah, where they kick you off the pitch, yeah. Um, John, what do you, what do you think for Saturday? Um, win or tough? I was at the game where we beat three one, and they were a handful that day. It wasn't easy. Um, wasn't the last half hour we started to get well, look a little bit more comfortable. Um, you thought we spoke earlier about young managers learning. That's company all over. Mm. He, he, his team played fabulous football at the last season. I just said he tried to keep it going, but he's learning as Eamon says goes along. Um, and as always, I'll say the same thing I say every time we play our game, we win this match. But we need to be careful, we need to give the opposition the respect they deserve. They're fighting for their lives, we're fighting for the title. We turn up, we win, but you got to treat them with respect. Yeah, as Liam said last week, if you can make that five and five. Um, from the restart there in January, yeah, you, you can start, you, you know, you can start building a bit of momentum because it's Newcastle, Sheffield United, Brentford, and Chelsea. And if Chelsea make the next round of cup, we probably won't even be playing them, you know. So, yeah, coming on to that international break, yeah. um, Ozzy, excuse uh, on Saturday, yeah, it's just like a lot of lads said, it's a must win, isn't it? You've got to, if we're going to stay in this tight race, we, we've got to win on, on this. Um, I think I think I was saying to the lads, I think um, you know, company's a great gonna be a great manager. I just need to stick with him. I know I know we're not getting the results. I'd look him through the Burnley fixtures, they've not really caused an upset at home, but that, that's a perfect recipe for an Arsenal Arsenal game, isn't it? Always seems to be us when they show up against. How many times have we done that in the past? And that's but that's where we've got yeah. to be different. That's where we've got to show the difference. We've got to show the progress. And just fingers crossed, we can we can get a result. You know, if I was to. Ozzy, at least they haven't sacked them because as long as I can remember in history, we always play a team at the bottom when they've just yeah. sacked the manager. And the then, uh, yeah, and then they turn us over. You know. Yeah, the only danger we've got is we've got Porto midweek, ain't we? So one eye is going to be on that for some of the players, possibly. Um, long as we don't do that, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm look, Arsenal have got to win, they've got to win, haven't they? So let's hope we do. It should be a good match because with our resident and company, they were under Guardiola. You can see the last win, so um. Yeah, it's, expects, I don't expect probably it's nearly gets but you'd be expecting us to keep that goal from um I'd probably go for foreign myself. You know, I think Borrow are gone now, you know, that didn't seem to be that's I kind of missed their fate, but you know, I think that whoever scores the first goal, you know, you see I've Wait for us, you know, get 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 the game done early and bring on a few subs that don't get normally run out. You know, nice seeing that. Now we're hopefully get another run out maybe right. when it's six stop, now. Stop, 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 <laughs> stop. Now this is a now now this this is nonsense. You know, you you approach the game. That's the type of attitude. That's the type of attitude that permeates through the team. You go over in there and you take a beat. <laughs> You go out there and you can put your best team out 
and you play and you suffocate them and strangle them, as John said, and get on top and you win your game. Don't be worried about who you're going to get on the pitch. Go and win the game, right? This nonsense about, oh, we need to get started and when you're already on it, no, we don't. We need to win the game. Yeah, exactly. And talk, talking of uh, shock, yeah. shock, shock, shock defeats, Crystal Palace wouldn't up against Chelsea. So is that a shock in, on the cards? No, 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 nothing with Chelsea is a shock. Because, <laughs> do you know what? Just here. on that, Aussie, hey. I, I don't know whether you watched. Now, I cannot stand National Front FC. You know that, right? <laughs> I watched them against uh, Villa in the Cup last week. And they were unbelievable. They were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant, right? And then another day, they can go out. And um, they can be absolutely shocking. You know, I'm hoping, I was kind of half hoping, no, no, I can't say this because I, I love Palace, um, that they'd kind of take a bit of confidence into the Man City game next week. <laughs> but you just don't know what you're going to say. They won't do anything, yeah. you know. But I'll tell you one thing, they have a big name manager with 11 letters. <laughs> It's hopefully it's our tatted out in the summer. Pochettino <laughs> win, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. We take every game now till the end of the season, and yeah, just hope it works out in our favour. Come May, um, next Wednesday, of course, is the last sixteen. That's are you looking forward to the horse leg against Porto? No, no. That answers that. Uh, <laughs> that's, for Sorry, next week's show. that's for next week's show. That's for next week's show. Team left in it. So I, I said that the year I went over there, I think it was, was it 2009. And so Campbell got the header. Uh, we've hired a fight on the home super next. Oh, uh, yeah, I think Falcao scored twice, I think. Yeah. That super started when she needed nothing. <laughs> That's, but that's um, next week's worry. We've got to be incremental the way we look at this. Yeah, we've got to yeah. we've got to beat Burnley, and Porto is next week's worry. You know? We're going to we're going to win the league, the Champions League. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, um is there anything else? You like? uh, you're a very evil woman, Ivy. Um, is there anything else you'd like mentioning? The yeah, stay off the drugs. Stay off the drugs, Jonathan. <laughs> They're, they're, serving me well, they're serving me well up to now. Um, sadly, go back on the drink, mate. I don't know. I'd just like to say, John, John, I'd like to say something as well. That's right, mate. I'd just like to say, if there's any internet service provider based in Dublin, um, could you please sort John Giles out with a decent connection? Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. I don't know about Michael Arteta, but. Uh, additional there's three P45s being written up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like he's like Jonathan Fritzel there. He's in a basement, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for an internet provider. <laughs> yeah. Get, get me over here. <laughs> yeah. Um Mr. As Amy once again rude interrupts me. Um is something you'd like mention about the supporters club. <laughs> No, no, the supporters club we're, we're in good shape. Um, we've, we've, we've managed our ticket allocations as best we can. But once again, without Sandra Duffy, it just wouldn't happen. And big hats off to her, you know. Absolutely. 
Um, okay, is there anything you'd like mentioned? Yeah. Is there anything you'd like mentioned about the UK Gooners, uh, Ozzy? No, no, all, all, all's good. Looking forward to Newcastle's next home game. We're drinking in the Woodbine. Come and say hello, buy us a beer. Yeah, we'll meet up. Yeah. I just want to point out to you, Ozzy, that when you said Odegaard ran 26 miles, that's 41.2 kilometres. For you know, for oh, our European sorry. listeners, for our European <laughs> listeners, I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> Second morning, I hear everyone. Show. Yeah. Um, anything you'd like mentioned? Did you enter that day? No. <laughs> That's a straight answer, isn't it? Yeah. This sounds like um. One of those old war movies, The Longest Day. You know when they, they had the code? <laughs> uh, the Germans are bombing. Uh, John had a long moustache. I repeat, John had a long moustache. I mean, get yourself some new kit, Jonathan. Right, this will be Eamon's last appearance on the show. <laughs> I've been trying for years. <laughs> Trust me, it's working. <laughs> You're an evil man, Jonathan. You should be with Ivy. <laughs> She's got good bad bands. Gives her many way. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, thanks to Eamon, uh, Ozzy. Thanks for being um, slot as always. Catch your show on the Dubliner channel as always. We'll be back next Monday. So, Come on, you got us. <laughs> <laughs>